investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Cold Warning. It was written by Scott D. Anielowski and updated to the 7th edition by Oscar Rios and Tim McConnell. It's available from Golden Goblin Press. I'm your Game Master, and this is Episode 3. The recap will be given by John Hicks as his character, Detective Steve Carroll. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. John? So, it seemed like a simple missing person case when we started. First, the pregnant window of a suicide. No problem. Except the suicide turns out to be murder, and the likely culprit is her brother-in-law, and maybe lover. And if that isn't bad enough, we go over to the interested party to make sure he wants to pay for us all to visit Maine, and only to find him dead of some kind of diabolical freezing. I say diabolical because no one turns to solid ice that quickly. It had to be quick because he was obviously moving when it happened. So we set out. Oh, yeah, the team. Well, my partner, Leo Lopez, and I are private investigators and had been hired to find the poor widow. Along the way, we recruited Dr. Burke, an MD, and Professor Stamp, a known colleague and anthropologist, to help out. Then, while we're looking around the widow's house, we added Ricky Rand, a lawyer chasing the same dame. So we set out for Maine. The conditions were horrifically cold, and a new snowstorm made the going slow. It was still fairly comfortable in the doctor's rolls, what with all of us squeezed in there, until we ran off the road. Several of us were bruised but mobile, and the doc did what he could. As we, as dark set in, we found a nice little inn in Maine, got warm and fed and listened to the wind picking up outside. A, a Mr. Quill, the Indian landlord, engaged us in tales of folklore and legend. Burke was in his element and knew just how to tease more out of the man, but it sure was spooky. I didn't follow most of it, stories of power-hungry shamans who live forever by being reborn every so often gave us creeps. In fact, the story of a full-grown man popping out of a woman's back tumor made us all think of that strange goo we found in the widow's bed. Cold spirits of cannibals who feast on the living, you know, things like that. In the morning, we continued on to Bangor. But from there, it's going to be another 30 miles to Hudson, and then on to the hunting lodge where they're supposed to be. I wonder what we'll find there. Excellent. All right, so you are all in Bangor. Um, you have restocked your supplies of food and water. Uh, is there anything else you would like to do before you head to Hudson? We wanted to check out the library, I thought. Okay. see about all right um so you head on over to the library and uh it's a, it's a fairly decent sized library it's uh it's uh the public library uh there is also a university uh, library uh what are you going to look for at the library professor Suggestions or? Um, I guess if we had time to stop at the library, 
yeah, I mean, I would try to see if I could find anything more on the local um, Wampanoag folklore. See if I could find any more information on this. Uh, I'm going to say the name wrong. Was it Nisquamacus? Something like that, yeah. Um, go ahead and do a library roll. Sure. And while he's doing that, I'm going to try and engage the librarian who usually pretty much knows people to say, are there any um, kind of groups of natives living outside of the town? Oh, well, there are, there are uh, uh, American uh, natives living all over the place in, in Maine. Of the Wamp Wampanoag tribe? Yeah, most of them are of the Wampanoag. There's the Penobscots and the other various groups. Um, they don't live the way, you know, they used to in, uh, in old, olden times. Anybody still trying to? Live the way they used to. Well, I mean, some of the older ones are are more rooted to their their ancestry, but they're they're still living in houses now. And, um, I'm not sure that it's really that cohesive a tribe at this point in time. Um, I'm, uh, uh, Ian, did you pass? Yeah, I rolled a 43, and my library use is a 70, so it's a normal success. Um, you do find a section that's got, you know, mythologies and lores, and you find stuff on uh, uh, American Indians. Um, most of the books are fairly generalized, and you've probably seen them and read them before. Okay. Um, yeah, so nothing about Miskwamakwis. No problem. Wonder if there would be anything um, in native lore in the supernatural section. Well, I mean, most of it is pretty supernatural, but hmm. I don't oh. think we're going to find much more here than what we got already. Um, Everything you find here is going to be for public consumption, so it's mm -hmm. it's nothing really that interesting. And uh, you know. Uh, Inspector Carroll did express uh, his eagerness to, to get going on to the, uh, the hunting lodge as well, given that there is a pregnant woman who's potentially As some strange noise wafts through the uh, library. <laughs> what was that? What? Okay, it's time to go. That was a great flying moose that just flew over. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys are done with your uh, research, maybe it's time to head north. All right. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's get to it. So you all pile in the car. And who's driving? Oh, Good old Ricky. Good old Ricky. All right, Ricky. Uh, I am going to ask you to do one oh. uh, luck roll and drive roll. Trying to kill us. Awesome. All right. So that's a pass on the drive. Exactly. Okay. And just, just past the look. Okay. So we'll say that as you're going, uh, a number of deer 
uh, leap out in front of your car and you have to swerve and, uh, and slam on your brakes and everybody gets uh, a little bit horrified and frightened, but uh, it's over quickly enough and there's no damage done. All right, so you travel the 30 miles to the little town of Hudson. Um, it's, there's not much to it. Um, you can see there's a, a little sort of makeshift sign as you're pulling up uh, in, into the town that says a population 370. It seems like there's only one place in town, a general store and uh, a couple of mo mostly houses around. Um, there, there is a gas pump if you need gas. Might be a good idea to stop by there, uh, Steve, and uh, ask around just if... if yeah, Stuart maybe pick up a few. If, if you recall extra. also that uh, um, this is where uh, Mr. Sutton would come to get his mail and telephone calls if he had to make them. We might as well have a look around. It's also a post office, post office general store. Yeah. All right. So you hop out. It's cold. There's snow on the ground. Um, in this part of the town, there's, there's not like a snow plow. So it's mostly compacted snow uh, on the roads. It's a little dangerous, but they've worn ruts into the roads um, that kind of keep your, your car on, on track. Uh, you, you step into the, uh, into the general store and a uh, little bell rings. And uh, the man behind the counter says, ah, hello, folks. Hello. Uh, hello. How you all doing? Uh, it's uh, mighty I'm, cold out today. Yeah, it's freezing. What brings you up to these parts? Oh, we're looking for uh, trying to find an old friend, Stuart Sutton. Oh, Mr. Stut Sutton, huh? Yeah, is the place far from here? Oh, it's about, uh, oh, I'd say maybe five miles uh, yeah. in the woods. Uh, when was he When was he last here? A couple of days ago. How's this, how's uh, this, the pregnant woman doing? Uh, I don't know about any pregnant woman. What? No, no pregnant woman? His sister-in-law. She's supposedly up here with him. Well, I, I do recall his brother and uh, his brother's wife's coming up yeah. here oof, months and months ago. But I haven't seen I haven't seen either one of them lately. Just Mr. Sutton comes in. He you see uh, him recently? Oh, oh Mr. Sutton, I see him, yeah, like once a week or so he comes to pick up his mail. He runs the uh, the lodge. Yeah, hunting lodge. He owns the hunting lodge. And, and you oh. haven't you haven't seen his sister in law in that time? No, not recently. Why? Did you did you know that his brother died? That his well, brother had died? Wasn't aware. Oh you know, Mr. Sutton doesn't really he's not really a communicative sort of person. He's a bit of an odd duck. When's the mm -hmm. last time you saw him up here for supplies? 
Well, as I say, he comes here couple days. Week, uh, a couple of days ago. Um, and yeah, he, he picked up he picked up quite a few supplies. Um, so I'm assuming he's up there now. Is there any other people? Do you know? Um, yeah, he's probably got guests up there. This is a good time of the year to have uh, winter guests. Okay. Um, have you seen any strangers other than us coming through? Um, a few people. Yeah. I mean, we get, it's, it's on kind of a road that, that leads, uh, it's farther north up into Canada, but, um, it's about the, the, the last stop. Anything out, anything out of the ordinary? Well, I don't, you know, I don't really want to go talking about other people's business. Um, would this help? We're not going to tell anyone. Little, uh, 20 bucks. This is the 1920s. You just handed them like two months. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Five dollars then. Uh, he's like, well, you know, I I don't need you know your your money, but uh, well, it's just that you know he, he gets what you'd expect. He gets you know uh, oil, uh, fuel for uh, you know heat in the place and. But he seems to order an awful lot of bed sheets. Hmm. Bed sheets. Bed sheets. A lot of them. He hmm. orders like uh, like four or five sets every single week. Now I know it's a, I know it's a you know kind of a hotel. I mean it's a place where people it's a lodge, but that's a lot of sheets. Hmm. Yeah, it's an unusual amount. Maybe, maybe he's incontinent. Yeah, it's gonna wash sheets, you know. You seen any any um, any native people coming up this way? All all the time. Everybody, half the population here is American. Uh, hmm. You know, we're we're heading over there to uh, pay him a visit. Does he have any mail or anything you want us to deliver for him? Nope, hasn't haven't gotten anything for him lately. Um, sometimes there's not that much mail. Sometimes there's no mail at all for him. Uh, you guys be careful on that road. That road can be really treacherous. Ah, any advice for us? Well, I'd say have fun, but <laughs> if you're uh, if you're looking for uh, for I, you know, he's your friend. I'm not going to say anything about him. It's... Oh, go ahead. Well, I just, <laughs> I just find him a little, you know, odd. He's. Mm. Not very talkative, not very friendly. Uh, kind of odd that a person like that would uh, open up his place to people staying there. Mm. Why do you well, say that? It? Well, it just doesn't seem like the kind of person who likes to hang around strangers. Hmm. As on, well, I was about to say, hasn't been acting strange recently, but if he's a it was a bit odd, anyway, around around you. Then. Well, you know, his he's he's been up here ever since he was a boy. His whole family, you know, come up here. I'm not sure when they purchased the place, but they did at some point in time, and and they've continued to have guests. So I don't know what what else to say. Have you ever met any of the guests? No, oh, yeah, they come in, buy stuff, and seem like a regular folk. No, yeah. yeah. People from you know upstate New York and 
uh, people from uh, you know Boston occasionally. East Coasters. Do you remember much? Do you remember much about him and his brother? Not really. They look a little bit alike. Yeah. Other yeah, brothers. Ever see how they get along? We're, we're just trying to get some stories, maybe to help get through these troubles. I don't know. They seemed they seemed well enough. His brother was much more friendly, as I recall. Oh yeah, he was always kind of withdrawn. I guess. Yeah. Is um, is there a, a town doctor around here, or who who does your your medical needs? Who meets your medical needs? Well, we do have. Uh, I suppose he's got a medical degree. He sort of inherited the uh, thing. If you have any kind of serious injury, you need to get down to to Bangor. Mm. Who, who's the Who's the fellow you were mentioning? Um, Doctor Concord. Is Is he around today? Oh, could be. Everybody's can you give me around? Can you give me a direction to his house, or where? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll draw you a little map. And he, um, he draws, it's, it's, it's one of the houses in uh, down the street. Not very far. No. It does, um, does Stuart have any, uh, people who work for him up there? Anyone? Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. 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 I think he's got a couple of, uh, Native American. Hmm. I'm going to mosey on and talk down and talk to the doc. Okay. Uh, and I want to That's buy some groceries, a couple okay. loaves of bread, you know, bologna, simple stuff easily. Well, isn't going to freeze and can we can for when we get stuck in the car. I'm not sure that they would have bologna, but well, something. Okay. Do they have snowshoes? We'll just say you've got stuff, something. Uh, yeah, as a general store, you're going to find all the stuff that you'd need for the winter. Um, yeah, there's probably snowshoes. Maybe we should buy some snowshoes? Yeah, yeah it makes know. sense. We, I we, know, we packed them ahead of time. Hmm. Yeah. I, I do have to say one thing, sir. Um, as is, as Stuart's uh, lawyer, um, uh, I have to um, just say, has he been doing anything incriminating recently? Any Anything criminal, beating anyone up, getting into any arguments? No, I don't think he interacts with many people at all. No, hmm. he's not rowdy. He's not a rowdy type. Yeah, just put out, make sure he's not getting into any trouble. No, he's... Um... You know, he's obviously getting some income from uh, from his guests, <laughs> but uh, no, he's just a just a guy who runs a place and likes to go hunting. Hey, speaking of which, has he uh, has he bought any any uh, ammunition lately? Oh yeah, he buys ammo quite quite frequently. Quite frequently. Uh, oh yeah, I think he takes uh, I think he takes his guests out on uh, hunting trips up into the. Out in the woods. Oh, it makes you say that. Well, it's a hunting lodge. <laughs> Fair point. You don't have to bring your you don't have to bring your own gun. He's probably got a whole slew of them. <laughs> Go a whole bunch of rifles and shotguns. 
Okay. Right. What could possibly go wrong? So I'm going to pick up a pair of uh, snowshoes. I'll be happy to pay for anybody else's if they need them. Well, a couple yeah. pair probably be good. Yeah, maybe some uh, fuel oil for lamps or batteries for torches. Flashlights. Yeah, probably both. Probably both. Mm -hmm. We'll say Why that re reasonably you get in everything that you need for that. Just to be well prepared in case the cart does break down and gets. Hey. Or in case we have to run. It's not going to break down. I'm a good driver. Well, breaking down has nothing to do with your driving skill, Ricky. Yeah, it's fine. It could have to do with this extremely cold weather and high snows. It'd be fine. And be okay. large Wendigo in bushes. Things <laughs> like that. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. We'll get up there nice and cool. So once we're away from the clerk out of his earshot, I would probably say, particularly to Steve and, and Leo, um, you know, talking to that gentleman just made me suddenly very aware of the fact that this guy we're, we're going to investigate, find, is armed to the teeth. Mm. Uh, I, I assume you guys, uh, you know, are prepared to deal with such a... Uh, well, the minute the minute we said hunting lodge in Maine, I packed as if we were going hunting. Good. Steve and I accessorized well. <laughs> I'll be yeah. honest with you, I've never even held a gun. So. Even I, even I've got a gun. I mean, yeah. So, uh, an you, arm you lawyer. Need a gun, professor. Uh, I wouldn't know what to do with one if you gave me one. Honestly, mm. Doctor Burke, how are, how are you in firearms? Pretty good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe once we get a little bit uh, out of town, maybe it uh, wouldn't be a bad idea to give uh, Dr. Stamp a uh, quick lesson, um, just in case. Uh, I'm actually shocked with all the work that he's done with us that he's never had to uh, join in, but uh, we should make sure he can at least know which way is the business end. Well, I mean, on the, the, the handful of jobs that I have done with you, I don't recall us having to shoot anyone, Leo. <laughs> Oh, he never took you out on the exciting ones, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds a bit too exciting for me. Still, Violence uh, is if, not my area of expertise. Well, but it is a good point about uh, what if there are a bunch of other guests who are also possibly armed and or, I mean, even if they're just simple hunters, uh, there's usually whiskey around as well. So we should be prepared. Hey, no, I'll just use my lawyer charm on him. It'll be fine. I feel okay. Bad so the plan is we throw the lawyer at him. Buy some more ammunition. <laughs> I'll solve all your problems. He can talk them to death while we run. Except, wait, what? <laughs> That's more. Is the doctor I mean. in? Um. Uh, yes, the doctor is there. Uh, he's dressed rather casually and uh, just reading a book. He doesn't have any business. Hmm. I introduce myself. Um, uh, just wondering, because we're, we're going up to visit the lodge, and um, we were under the understanding that his sister-in-law was with him, and she was pregnant the last time. Oh, ha right. Has she come to visit you? No, I haven't seen anybody. Uh, I'm not aware of anybody uh, pregnant. Uh, 
up at the uh, Sutton Lodge, uh, Winter Haven, I think it's called. Uh, no, nobody's come to visit me. No, no unusual, uh, no unusual calls, sickness or anything. Mm, not much going on right now. Do you, uh, do you happen to know who the local midwife is or who handles births around here? Oh, you guys are asking me so many questions. I had to... <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be uh, uh, either myself or uh, Sarah Bernhardt. Oh. <laughs> In between engagements is Hamlet. She yeah. comes up here and, and delivers <laughs> babies. Now that's research. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> have you, uh, <laughs> has, uh, has anyone called in you for your, uh, for those services lately? Oh, for births? Nah. No? Most people, when they're going to do something, when they're going to have a baby, they, uh, they, uh, pack themselves down to Bangor and, uh, go there for that. I mean, except maybe for the Native American Indian women, they, uh, some of them give you know, birth in their houses, and they don't, uh, they don't ask me for help. Is there any one of the Native women who is known to be a midwife? Not to me. No. <laughs> is there an elder in the community? An elder? There's a, we sort of have a mayor. <laughs> no, an elder in the Native community, an elder of the Native community. The elder of the tribe. Uh, there's John Crow. Um, I guess he's probably the oldest one here. Mm -hmm. Do you know where he is? Oh, he lives out there somewhere. Uh, I don't know where his house is. Any idea where he might find out? Um. I don't know if there are like white pages at this point in time. Uh, I don't know. You can ask around. The store, the storekeep probably knows. Probably, probably he's a customer. Everybody's a customer. Well, let's go back to the general store. You're going to pursue this, aren't you? <laughs> 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 but I'm making this up as I'm going along. <laughs> Investigator's going to investigate. <laughs> nice. So you're going to go back to the general store. Mr. Fitchett. I think I think I never left the general store. I'm probably <laughs> still I don't see a reason, any reason why we should all go down and uh, talk to the doctor. Harass Dr. Concord and intimidate the man. Now, what did I say, John? John Crow. John Crow. Because I almost said John Snow. <laughs> he knows nothing. Different storyline. <laughs> no point talking to him. He knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, couldn't resist. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, so let's say you all sort of meet back at the general store. By the way, the first telephone book came out in 1880. Probably big cities, though. Probably not little towns. You just call. You call the operator. 
party line. Everybody could listen in on everybody else. Yeah. So, Mr. Fitch, do you happen to know where John Crow lives? Oh, uh, John Crow? Yeah, he lives uh, 17 doors down on the left. <laughs> Shall we head I, down? I, I wouldn't go talking to him, though. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because uh, you don't think he knows anything? <laughs> no, I, I, if you want to talk to uh, Mr. John Crow, that's, that's fine. I don't know, you guys. I think we need to get going. Maybe head right, right out to the lodge. Yeah, maybe. We're probably wasting too much time. I, like, take my hints, you know, from the keeper. <laughs> uh, I'll get back in the car. <laughs> I'll assume we'll refuel it as well. All right. Yeah, yeah, refueled. All right. Now, the road going north is far more treacherous. Uh doesn't look like there's a lot of traffic. Um, you can hear the snow scraping the, the underside of the car as you're going along. Um, I would like you to do a drive roll and a luck roll. <clears throat> 95 on the drive. And 75 on the look. So that's failed both. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So you are, uh, the road gets rather steep. And there are a couple times when you go forward a couple of feet and you slide back a little. You can feel the car starting to, uh, you know, jackknife in the back as you're going. Um, it's, it's getting hard to get uh, traction. But the road's kind of straightened out, and you can see that the, the line of trees goes, you know, pretty straight, and way up there, maybe half a mile or so away, you can see the lodge. Um, you can't see the whole lodge, uh, but it's a large two-story structure. You can see the smoke going out of the chimneys. Um, uh, and as you are seeing that, your car sort of gets stuck in a snowbank. Oh, you realize that there's so much snow up ahead of you that there's even even if you get your car out, there's no way to plow through it to get up there. Uh, the only way up to the lodge is you're gonna have to walk. Yeah, I think I was too optimistic about getting the car all the way up. All right. Well, let's um, fuck grab some necessaries. What sort of time of day is it? We'll say that it's now about oh, I don't say noon. <coughs> okay, so you know, since we're still about a half mile away from the lodge, we're away from town. Um, we still got some light. Professor Stamp, you want to take a no pun intended, take a shot at learning how to use a firearm? We're within sight of the house, Leo. I'm not sure I want to start squeezing off some rounds. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not really comfortable with that either. Just, yeah. Well, we just leave it. We've got you two. I'm. I'm okay with a gun. Family Burke's okay with a gun. Let's see. All right. Well, Professor Stamp. Then, if anything goes sideways, uh, hide behind Ricky. <clears throat> Hide, hide behind Burke. All right. You guys get what you need. 
you've also got uh, you've also assumed that you were going to stay up here, so you've got probably suitcases. I assume yeah. your stuff in them. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of. It's a good thing Doctor Burke convinced us to buy those snowshoes. Yeah, true. Yeah, that was a that was a stroke of genius. Uh, it actually makes the going a little easier. You're able to literally walk over bushes and scrub and stuff like that that's buried in the snow. Um, and you don't sink down very far. You sink down a little bit, but not very far. Um, as you trudge forward. Uh, you are, uh, the woods are rather dense. Um, and it suddenly occurs to you that if people are hunting, you guys are out in the open. Hopefully that makes you safer and not suddenly becoming targets from the distance. Um, you do, as you are walking along, you hear a bang off in the distance, up in the hills. So what the that there's probably I get behind Ricky. Hey, hey. <laughs> Fuck off, man. No, you don't get a ricochet going. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you hear guns going off. Rivals. Yeah. Well, and I've got a little, you know, weekend bag in one hand and a gun case in the other. Okay. So when you are about, um, I'll wait for just. A I'm here. I'm okay. just out out of range of the picture. I see. Okay. So when you are about fifty feet and you guys are trudging, you're carrying stuff. Uh, the door to the lodge. Now let's describe the lodge. It's a two two story place. Uh, the upper parts of it seem to be log cabin esque. Uh, the bottom parts of it seem to be field stone. Um, there are wide stairs going up to the, the lodge. And the lodge is roughly, I'd say, uh, octagonal shaped uh, with, with some wings on the sides. Um, uh, two stories high, there's chimneys, there's, there's fire, uh, there's uh, smoke. Um, as, you as you're coming up, you're about 50 feet away or so, the front door of the lodge opens and uh, a young American Indian uh, steps out onto the porch and he looks at you rather surprised for a moment. And then uh, uh, with a big smile, uh, he comes uh, rushing forward to help you with the bags. So I, I, I didn't know that we were expecting guests. Um, <laughs> please come. You, you weren't. We, we ran off the road a little ways back there. We got a bit lost. Oh, oh dear. Um, well, please, please come forward. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get you inside where it's it's warm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Tom, is the so you've described the porch, you've described the stairs coming down, um, and it sounds like there's a lot of fresh snow around. Yes. How swept off is the are the stairs? How swept off is the <laughs> down the path? Does it look like this is a place where maybe other guests have been going in and out? Uh, the um, stairs themselves are cleared of snow, except right out where the railing is. Mm -hmm. you know, they've sort of cleared the middles out so that people can go. You can see as you get closer, there are there is a lot of traffic. 
uh, in the snow. Uh, it's it's tamped down, uh, which actually kind of sometimes makes it a little more dangerous. But the porch itself and all that has been, been shoveled off of snow. Um, it's obviously people are here. And how many chimneys did you say there were? I don't know. There's a few. There's. Does it look like they're all going? Uh, yeah, pretty much to keep the place heated. You can also see that there are two other cars, three other cars, uh, that are half buried in snow at this point. They're parked in front of the lodge. And I just got to be a Native American. Um, what's your name, Cancer? Thanks for coming in. Uh, Achak. Yeah, I'm, I'm Ricky. Uh, nice to meet you. The rest of you do spot hiddens. Okay. Jordan at one. Nice. Well, those of you who passed, and especially the a hard, hard success. Uh, you notice that there is a young Native American woman uh, peeking out the window uh, near the door. Um, she looks like she's about the same, around the same age as him. They both look like they're like either in their very late teens or early, early 20s. And uh, he seems very nice. You know, he's very helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, he's helping you drag the, you know, takes your bags out of your hands and he's moving them up there. And Do I get any sense that he's, that he's anything other than what he appears to be using my psychology? Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. he seems like he's staff. Yeah, he's he's just doing his job. But he, he's generally friendly. Okay. Wave at the woman. Um, she looks she looks like the kind of person, just from looking up the window, she's probably a little shy. She's probably the maid or the cook, mm -hmm. you know. Um all right, so uh Achak uh brings you up and he welcomes you inside and uh i'm going to use the map from the uh from the book uh it's pretty detailed look at the the, the one on the bottom the, i mean the, i'm sorry the one on the top is the first floor and you're coming in from the the bottom right okay uh, so there's stairs going up and then there is like a little entrance area with carpets on the floor there are taxidermied animals there you know the animals heads and uh, and that opens up into the great room there's a big fireplace there's tables there's couches there's a piano over at one end um, and you can see that that is open in the center to the second floor uh, which look like rooms up there um, it's warm uh, it smells like food it smells nice um, and uh, we'll come back to that. So, Tom, would I be able to recognize Achuk as a, as like a Wampanoag name or a Penobscot name? It's, or it's uh, do you have do you have that language or do you have? No, just just based on my anthropology, I thought maybe. Um. Yeah. Go ahead and do your anthropology. It might be a hard chance or something, but. Well, and you're I in. Do. I rolled poorly. Okay. Uh, well, you're pretty sure it's Algonquin, but uh, you don't know what it means. 
Okay. So he's like, welcome to the lodge. Uh, this is Winter Haven. Uh, I'm sorry about your car breaking down. I'm not sure what we can do about it. Uh, well, do you I'll... have any rooms available? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, I have, I think I have three rooms. He says, let me check the... Uh, Check the roster. You can see also in the great room there are a few other people in there. We'll get to them in a minute. Um, Explains the few cars. Well, somebody's out in the woods. Yeah, well, he's uh, well, he's looking about that. Oh, sorry, guy. We'll say they have three rooms open. Rooms. Um, on the way up, we heard a, a gunshot up in the hills. So oh yes, they're hunting. You've guessed out hunting, huh? Yeah, that's what okay. people come up here for. Uh, either that or to relax, but not everybody's interested in hunting. Gotcha. How did you spot us, by the way, uh, coming up the road? I just happened to be uh, walking by the window and I looked out and I saw you trudging up the, uh, up the road. And uh, I was quite surprised. Yeah, we were lucky to be so close. Uh, we wouldn't want to be caught out in this weather. Were you were you coming up here? No, he got lost. We um, uh, took a wrong turn at, at Hutton or Sutton or something down there. Yeah, yeah, Hudson. That uh, that's it. Yeah. I'm afraid you might be stuck here for a while. It is uh, it is winter. Mm. You're welcome. Well, you uh, said it was a place people come to relax. Maybe it'll be uh, maybe it'd be good for us in the long run. Yeah, maybe I'll. Well, fa thank you for your hospitality, Flanders. Do you have a telephone? Uh, we don't. No? Uh, no. If you need to use the phone, you'll have to go back to Hudson. <laughs> That's too long a walk in this weather. We, also don't, we don't have mail service here. We have to go to Hudson. Oh. So it really is quite isolated. Quite. It's cozy. So Sorry. who owns this place? Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sutton owns it. Oh, is he here today? Um, he's out and about, I believe. I think he's taken one of the guests out hunting. I, um, I give him one of my cards. I say, um, if, if he comes back, would you uh, ask if I could speak to him? Oh, well, I'm, like sure to thank him. I'm, I'm sure you'll all meet him later. Oh, good. Our, meal, um, our meals are communal. We all eat together and uh, oh. there's cocktail hour and everything. Now he says, let's see. Um, I have three rooms. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, a couple of you will have to share. Oh, where you sat. Yep. And I do not have the price, but I have the price. I think it's pretty inexpensive. Like $5 a night. Okay. Um, uh, it is uh, ample uh, uh, food, although the food comes... Uh, my wife, uh, Hurit, she uh, she does the cooking, and uh, breakfast is at uh, uh, 8 a.m., uh, lunch is at 4 p.m., and dinner is at 8. Is the, are the meals included with our rooms? Yes. And um, Fantastic. We also have, we also have a fully stocked uh, bar. Really? Nothing but the best. 
pre-prohibition, I'm sure. Well, we don't care much about what, what, what year is this? This is uh, 27. Yeah, this yeah. is in the middle of prohibition. It's like we, it's privately owned, so we don't care. But. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to reinforce it? We're not making alcohol. Right. We're just drinking it. Fortunately, we all share your point of view. <laughs> now, those of you who are sort of looking about, the place is decorated the way you'd expect a hunting lodge to be decorated. Uh, there's, you know, uh, mostly trophy animals uh, on the wall. Uh, one room has a full bear, you know, with the uh, uh, standing there. <laughs> and uh, a couple of uh, mountain lions, you know, that are, uh, when you walk in up on the railing, they've got mm -hmm. a mountain lion that looks like it's leaping off the, uh, the railing. And deer heads and things like that. And there's decorations with deer antlers. And there's some American Indian stuff, you know, Algonquin stuff. And it's it's what you'd expect. But then there's, of course, there's a baby grand piano. 1920s jazz age stuff. Uh, well, please uh, make yourselves comfortable. Uh, let's assign rooms. Um, uh, I've got three of them. We'll say room two, uh, three, and four. Okay. Thank you. Steve, you and I will take uh, room two. Sounds good. All right. And uh, all right. So please make yourselves at home. Uh, now, as you as you step in, your arrival has caused a bit of commotion. I mean, made noise, you come in. Um, one gentleman uh, who's smoking a cigar, uh, looks like he's a bit elderly. Uh, uh, he comes over, he's got a, a walking stick uh, that's rather ornate looking. And uh, he wanders over, and the per first person that he comes to is uh, Aurelio, who happens to just sort of get close and he says, Oh, you came up here too to uh, uh, relax along with the rest of us. We're all stuck here with the snow and the, the blizzards. Yeah, we were, uh, we were headed up north and uh, got stuck in the snow. Um, you guys are you're, you're stuck here as well, sir? Well, yes and no. We came up here to relax, but you know, uh, the the prospect that we can't just leave when we want to is is always a bit uh, nerve wracking. Hmm. How's your stay been so far? Oh, um, quite comfortable. Yeah, plenty of food, and if they had to, they could uh, they could uh, walk down, I suppose, to Hudson, get more supplies if they needed to. But uh, they're used to it. I'm not. Have you? Uh, oh, what do you? Sorry. No, no, go ahead. So what do you do in the real world, sir? I'm a doctor, sir. Dr. Quinton oh. uh, Wentworth. Well, pleasure to meet you. I'm a doctor as well. Are you? Yes. Uh, a medical, medical doctor? Uh, forensics, yes. Pathology. Oh, oh very interesting. Yeah, we should have a lot to talk about then. Hmm. Now, you can tell that he's overweight. Doesn't look like he's in the best of health. Mm-hmm. But he's cordial. What did you say his name was? Quentin? Wentworth. Quentin Wentworth. 
I'm the tongue twister guy. <laughs> Dr. Winworth, uh, I'm, I'm Ricky. I'm, I'm a lawyer. Nice to meet you. Uh, son, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't announce that you're a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. You see, the storm guy. makes you share with strange people. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm an open book. I, uh, uh. Well, I suppose everybody's welcome here, so... Uh, you know, uh, don't worry, I got, I got, yeah, of course. So, Dr. Wentworth, did you, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, we were just wondering, did you come up by yourself or do you have some friends? Yeah, I was told by, uh, by my own physician that I need to take a break. Uh, last, uh, uh, about six months ago, I suffered a, uh, uh an episode, you know. Sorry to hear that. I hope you're on the mend. I, I think that I am. It's quite relaxing. I've been up here. I'm supposed to lose some of this weight. Um, I'm uh, I'm eating less, and I'm I'm going out every morning and taking a little walk around the uh, around the property. I'm not going very far. Just, I'm sure a morning constitutional feels great. It feels uh, quite uh, difficult with the cold, but uh, I suppose. <coughs> Where are you, a doctor, sir? Uh, Boston, sir. Oh. But originally I'm from uh, Connecticut. Do you have a specialty? Uh, no, just general practice. Ah. And I'm not as active as I used to be, obviously. And so how long have you been a guest here? Oh, uh, four days at this point. It's not too bad. Now, you also see in the room three other people. You see uh, 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 a man who looks like he's in his mid-30s. Uh, he's sitting over in a corner um, with a book, uh, but he's not, he's like not interested in what you guys are talking about or that there's new people. He just seems kind of a, a loner. You also see a couple of other people. You see a rather short, um, bulky sort of fellow uh, dressed in a fairly nice looking uh, suit uh, and tie uh, and has his hat on inside the house, uh, wearing a fedora. Um, he's not clean shaven. And uh, he is also smoking a cigar. Uh, he's sitting on the couch uh, next to a young woman. Looks like she's maybe in her late teens, early 20s at the most. Um, rather strikingly beautiful woman. Um, but she's either a little too affectionate towards him because she's his girlfriend or maybe his daughter can't really tell but there's definitely some sort of, he doesn't look like the kind of a guy that that would have a young pretty girlfriend like that steve um, does this uh does that gentleman look like someone we might have uh come across before you know, look familiar not necessarily familiar but i think maybe we've come across the type well yeah 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 i walk i uh, walk over to a couple on the uh, like sitting down. Well, when you start to move in that direction, 
Dr. Wentworth grabs you, grabs the, your, the corner of your shirt and he leans over to you and he says, I'd stay away from that girl if I were you. Her daddy will kill you if, uh, <laughs> if you. Um, um, daddy, who's, who's her daddy? I got a fiance, Dr. Wentworth. I'm not into it. I'm not. Don't worry, Dr. Wentworth. Ricky's not interested in the daughter. <laughs> hey, Who's huh? your daddy? <laughs> and he just I've got, at the guy. Huh? You know who he is? What his name is? Uh, says his name is... <laughs> Sorry. Says his name is uh, 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 Dominic Strollo. Hmm. And that's how do you how do you know he's such a violent, aggressive individual? Has something happened up here? And he sort of leans over and he's saying this quietly to you. And he says, because when daddy goes to bed, daughter Rose comes down here and drinks. And when she drinks, she talks. <laughs> she told us the other day that uh, her daddy broke the legs of uh, some boy that was sniffing around her. And uh, she just seemed amused. Uh, I continue to walk over to him, by the way. I see that uh, Steve's instincts and our and mine are uh, still as sharp as ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would like. Why did we get into this line of work? Sorry. Uh, Steve and Aurelio do a. Uh, the cars and striking pay? Uh, <laughs> do a knowledge roll. Uh, 60 out of 70. How about you, Leo? You're muted. Sorry, just looking now one sec. Uh, where is the knowledge stat? Oh, I'm sorry. It's intelligence. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, yeah, I pass. 55 out of uh, 80. You don't recognize the name. Um, obviously, sounds Italian, but it, you don't know any Strollos. It doesn't sound like a familiar name that's ever come across. Okay. We ask, uh, so I asked Dr. Blentworth, um, what. Uh, has the daughter mentioned where daddy's from or where she's from? Uh, they're from New York. Of course. So a little bit outside of Steve and I's uh, purview, but I think we can maybe connect the dots a little bit as to daddy's profession. Um, so step away or ask the rest of the group to step away with me for a moment. Um, and just to ask the, the rest of you gentlemen, so we've got a uh, uh, potential wise guy, um, a bookworm, and we're all stuck in this lodge. So, and there are a couple guys out hunting. A couple guys. Uh, out by, by the way, I have. I won't be with you. I have walked over to the uh, Dominic and his door. Oh, all right. Um, as you walk, he's got a kid. He's got balls. 
as, uh, as there's likely to be a scene when he walks over there, I'm going to uh, use that to wander over towards that hallway to the, this side that looks like it leads to offices of some kind. Okay. Um, I'm going to make a beeline. I'm just going to wander around with right. a picture of the wall and then head yeah. down there if I think I can slip. You guys are free to wander. Um, uh, so, Ricky, as you head in that direction, um, Rose, who's sitting on the couch, um, she looks up at you, and you don't need a psychology role to see that uh, she's giving you the eye. You know. <laughs> And several other body parts. Well, she's um, uh, her father. You're kind of looking to see if he has some sort of reaction, but even more terrifyingly, he has absolutely no reaction at all, and uh, he just continues to. I don't know what he's doing. Is he reading a newspaper? Um, ignore the situation, which kind of bothers you more that uh, yeah. you start to think he's not the kind of a person who'll show it. It'll just come at you from behind when you leave. <laughs> so what do you do? Do you sit down on the same couch? Or do you sit at a next next to it? I sit I sit next to it. Okay, so you're in a chair next to that yeah. couch. Um, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Burke, uh, what you find when you walk over there is this is uh, um, it's in fact exactly what you thought. This is uh, this leads. You can see that it leads down a hallway that uh, the staff. Uh, Achak and uh, Hurit, uh, they have uh, quarters down there, and you can see that uh, there's probably larger door quarters at the far end. Uh, most likely, you know, it, it's locked if you walk actually down in there. And as, in fact, I'd say that if you actually start to walk down that hallway, um, Achak sees what you're doing, and he, I mean, he's busy doing stuff, but he sees you and he says, Oh, uh, sir, there's there's nothing down there. That's just you know the private quarters. Oh, uh, whose private quarters? Well, ours and Mr. Sutton's. Oh, okay. That's his office here. Yeah, it's his office down down at the end. And he's not in there. No, he's up up, up in the woods. Ah, sorry about that. I I will ask Doctor Wentworth. Uh, about the other guests. So we've got uh, Mr. Strollo, who's obviously uh, very sociable. Um, what about the uh, guys who were out hunting? Are they with you or their own party or what? Um, one little thing I'll throw in. On the other side, the other sort of wing that goes out, you can see that it's like a dining room area and a kitchen. That's where I'm headed next. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Uh, yeah, um, he says that uh, uh, there are a couple of businessmen from Boston, uh, uh, Mr. Pierce and Mr. Montoya. <coughs> are they with Mr. Strollo or? No, no. <coughs> uh, not sure what they do. I think uh, I think they're just businessmen of some sort. On vacation. So they're not here. Are they, uh, are they out hunting this morning? Yes, they're up, they're up in the woods with Mr. Uh, Sutton, I believe. Um, okay. Let's see, it was noon. Uh, we'll say it's about 1, 1 or so. Um, what would you, what are you all doing? I'm going to try to avoid the attention of the servants and get a look around in the kitchen, um, looking for a door that seems maybe to go to the basement. Okay. And um, I'll use stealth if I have to. Or Okay. Um, the layout of the place is fairly open. Um, there is a, do a double door going into the kitchen. And when you, there's like not really any place to hide, but when you uh, stick your head through there, uh, you can see Hurit is now busy cooking. Um, you don't see any door for a basement. There may not be a basement in this place. Hmm. Good good afternoon, Ms. Yurid. Uh, she looks she looks at you and, and and just sort of gives you a like this. Um she she looks a little distressed when when you're suddenly popping your head in there. And uh you can see that she's cooking. She's got a lot of cool things going on the stove. Um but she she sort of looks she looks sheepish. She comes over to where you are and sort of motions like, Can I help you with something? What's wrong? You seem upset. Uh English not very good. Oh. Uh, what, are, what are you making for supper? Um She's, they've got roast uh, uh, venison and uh, potatoes and vegetables, and she's got some desserts cooking, um, some pie. I'm, I'm going to go over and giggle and take some, take a, steal a little sample. Okay. Smiling. She seems, uh, she seems, she doesn't know what to do. You're in her kitchen, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she goes along with it. Look, the food look good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It smells wonderful. Tastes good. Thank her and leave. <coughs> okay. Do I, I don't see any door in the floor, any uh No. No back door, no There's probably a pantry, but the pantry's just uh, another part of the room that's got all the stores. Um Perhaps we should see if I'm getting checked into our rooms. Well, I was just going to say, Achak is taking your things up to your rooms at this point. I'll help him. Okay. 
Uh, the rooms are fairly simple. Uh, there's a, a fairly large bed and uh, there's a little desk and a place to put your clothes. And uh, uh, it's all it's all very nice. Um, as how long, long, as how long, long have you <laughs> how long have you and your wife uh, worked here at the the lodge? Uh, for three years. Three years, okay. And uh, and you like it? Oh yes, uh, we, uh, Mister uh, Mister Sutton is very good to us. Very good. Is there any other staff? Uh, nope, just the two of us, my wife and I. Oh, well, I guess he would have to treat you very well then. He's uh, I, obviously I'm, very reliant upon you. I'm I'm the handyman, and uh, she is the uh, the cook and the uh, maid. Well, two uh, absolutely indisposable uh, positions to have in such a house. And uh, and Mr. Sutton, you said he's a uh, he's a nice man. He looks after you well. Oh yes, yes, yes. He's a very nice man. Uh, you could do a psychology on that one. Right. Okay. <laughs> I got a thirty-six, a normal success. Yeah. You you get the impression that uh, you know maybe not necessarily a nice would be a word, but he pays. He gives them a place to live and eat and yeah. work. So gotcha. It's a job. And he uh, does he have a wife or anything? Yes, that, you're right. Uh, it's his wife. No, no, I'm oh. sorry. Uh, no, Mr. Sutton, no, he doesn't have a wife. No? He Does he live here full-time? Pretty much, yes. Hmm. Occasionally he'll go south, um, but not for very long. No? Say, so it must get rather lonely. I mean, you have your, your wife, at least, with you. I can't imagine what it must be like for him. He, he's much, very much a, 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 a loner. He, he likes being up here. Um, oh, very good. You can do another psychology role on him. Okay. Uh, no, not that time. Yeah. Not even close. Well, I'm sure you have, uh, have other work to do. I don't want to keep you too busy, but... Uh... I guess we'll be seeing a lot of each other over the next few days. Yes, make yourself comfortable. Oh, you, I, please ask. I will. Thank you. As as I'm kind of still sat near Strollo and his daughter, I kind of just turn to her and just go, "Hey, Miss. Um, sorry to disturb you. Um, what's what's this place like?" Um, all of a sudden, uh, uh, the father sort of looks up at you and starts glaring. And she's like, oh, it's, um, it's okay. Uh, we're, we're just uh, up here on vacation uh, trying to uh, relax a little. Yeah. Yeah, we, we got caught in the snow. Our car got stuck. Caught in the snow? So you're not really supposed to be here then, huh? Yeah, no, really. Oh, why, what's your name, miss? I'm Ricky, by the way. Rose. Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Nice uh, what's, to meet you. what's the, uh, 
head of this place like uh, Mr. Sudner's? Well, we don't see much of him. He gets up uh, around 10 in the morning and uh, he uh, goes out hunting and he shows up around mealtime with fresh game. And, uh, um, I guess he's okay. There's far more interesting... There's far more interesting people making noise. Uh, uh, but uh, where are you from? Uh, you know, here and there. About that time you hear uh, the elder fellow say, Rose, uh, mind your own business. Yeah. What, what's your name, sir? Don't mind me asking. He looks at you and he says, "That's also none of your goddamn business." Um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, Rose, uh, what's the other guests like? Uh, she says, "No, nah, it's just people." Anyone stick out? You stick out. Yeah. Well, I get that quite a lot, to be honest. Um. The, uh, the father looks up at you and he says, look, I don't like you. You stay away from my daughter. Oh, okay. I ain't trying anything. I, I ain't trying. Um, is uh, Leo and, and Steve, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm going to look around for, is there a, these kind of lodges often have a lending library type bookshelf around. I'm going to find myself a nice book. There are a few little bookcases. Uh, Most of the stuff is pulp stuff and uh, perfect. Yeah, nothing really important. I'm going to try to rummage up a cup of coffee and then just uh, take a nice seat with my back to the wall and watch the proceedings. Okay. So while while Steve is... uh is eyeing who's going to get their legs broken first. Um, Leo is going to uh, walk over to Mr. Um, Mr. Strollo and try kind of a, a different tack. Um, Mr. Strollo, uh, no, Mr. Strollo, but sir, uh, couldn't help but, I, you know, I couldn't help but notice you, that, that cigar, that, that smells like a, like a Cuban. I'm, I'm Cuban myself. That, I mean, those are, that's definitely a sign of someone who knows the good stuff. Uh, which you seem like the kind of man who knows what's good in life. Um, yeah, he's well. In fact, it is a Cuban. I, I knew it. I could smell it from all the way across the room. Uh, what brings you to this place? I mean, someone like you, you could, if you know, with tastes like yours, you could stay wherever you want. Ah, uh, it suits me. Yeah, uh, I, like, to- I like the solitude. Gotcha. You know, we uh, we ended up taking a wrong turn and getting stuck here, but uh, have, have you been here before? Uh, no, this is my first time up here. Now, Leo, do a listen roll. Oh, yeah. Um, that's good. Your, uh, your 
private investigator. Uh, I'm I'm not actually doing it, but there is a manner in which he speaks that definitely sort of confirms to you that he is a New York um, thug. He's got that sort of cadence to him, mm -hmm. and right. possibly considering the uh, the price of his suit, he's probably a dangerous one. Um, and if he's way up here, there's more things that you can surmise. <laughs> right. Wouldn't come out this far unless there was a, possibly a business meeting that he came here for. Or rather, he's escaping. He's trying to escaping. avoid being seen. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, use this to our advantage then. Which surprises you also, because you know you you don't recognize Strollo. Very likely, I think it was real nice. Right. So the only female besides the maid is this is his daughter. Correct. Or... <clears throat> so Leo is still kind of talking to him. He's commenting about his. Uh... A cigar, and he. Um, uh, One does like to how the kind of things in life. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, how long do you think you guys are going to be uh, up here? I think it would be it would be great for us to uh, to talk at dinner. You know, my business associate, Mr. Carroll, and I are actually from uh, New York. Um, are you? What uh, What business are you in? Uh, we work in imports. Uh, in fact, that's why I could smell your cigar. I mean, aside from also being Cuban myself, um, you know, we import uh, uh, some of the island's finer beverages. If, uh, if you catch my drift, drift. Ah, that 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 is a very interesting. Uh, uh, do you have a business card? Perhaps we could do business at some point. You know, I would love to. Unfortunately, we left them. Uh, in the car, we basically uh, just were able to bring our clothes and and. Uh, that is unfortunate. It, it it is, but hopefully we can maybe speak at dinner. I know that my my partner uh, and I are always looking for gentlemen such as yourself to maybe uh, do some business with. Well, I am not much of a speaker, but uh, uh, we can talk. I don't see why not. We're going to be here for another, I don't know, week. Two weeks, maybe. Who knows? Great. I'm I'm uh, Mr. Lopez, Leo. My friends call me uh, Mr. Carroll. Uh, I didn't catch your name, sir. Uh, Dominic. Dominic. Dominic Strollo. Nice. Good to meet you, Mr. Strollo. Uh, don't mind our our friend Ricky over there. He's just a little awkward when meeting new people. So hopefully, no no harm, no foul. Well, if he's a friend of yours, tell him to stay away from my daughter. Oh, that <laughs> is not, staying away from your daughter. She's not old enough. <laughs> she's not old enough to be uh, hanging around the boys yet. Totally I'm staying, understand. I'm staying away, sir. I'm staying away. I've got my got my own girl. I wasn't glad. I yeah, Ricky. Now's not the time. That's it. 
Great. So good to meet you, Mr. Strello. I'm going to get settled in and uh, hopefully we can uh, speak further later. Now, Steve, uh, you're, you're, you're listening to all of this. Oh, yeah. Um, I would like you to do a knowledge roll, uh, intelligence roll. <laughs> Zero one. Sweet. It suddenly hits you that recently there was a uh, 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 something that went on in New York. Uh, there was a shooting, and the suspect involved was a Mr. Uh, Tony Morello, and you think that you saw a newspaper that had a picture of him and that he's disappeared, and you're pretty sure that's him. Mm. So he's definitely involved in the uh, nightlight. This is why Steve and I work so well. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but the name Morello is what you're pretty sure that's. that's okay. It. Well, I just I check my phone. I Google it. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody notices you over in the corner googling. And... <laughs> he's a witch. <laughs> See if he floats. If he's made out of wood. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually get up from and go talk to the guy who was reading the book. I was going to go, uh, see you around, Rose. All right. Um, so you walk over to the guy reading the book. And as you approach, he looks up at you and he's like, uh, he looks like he's maybe in his mid-30s. Uh, he looks up at you and he says, uh, who are you? Um, I'm Ricky Rand. Uh, uh, we got a bit waylaid on the way here, so uh, kind of stuck here. Um, Just thought I'd introduce myself. Oh, well, uh, Arthur, Arthur Burgess. Ah, nice to meet you. Shakes your hand. Uh, what are you reading then? He says, oh, just an old, old pulp novel. Yeah, nice. Do a uh, do a spot hidden. Uh, yeah, 55 out of 65, so it's passed. Well, what you can see with that roll, what you can see is that it's a, a, a sort of a red bound book, uh, cloth binding it's a hardbound book. Uh, you can't see the text and you can't see the cover because his hand is on it. <clears throat> a lettering, it doesn't look like a novel. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, the couple of the, the little bits of it that you can see, it looks like it's in German. Hmm. Um, but he obviously doesn't want to tell you what, it, what he's reading. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll keep a little bit of information to myself. It's like, uh, it's like uh, so where did you guys come from? I didn't know there was going to be any more guests. Oh, we, 
He came down from uh, Boston area. Oh, he came on up from Boston. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boston's a nice place. Uh, now, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm going to go back to my reading. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. Anyway, see you around. I just walk off. Uh, that Ricky Rand lawyer charm. He's going to make friends. <laughs> um, Dr. Stamp, uh, or Professor Stamp, what are you up to? Yeah, I imagine I'd be coming back down after getting uh, you know, all the stuff into the rooms. Mm-hmm. I would have helped out Chuck around, just trying to kind of befriend the guy a little bit, you know. Uh, he seems very friendly. Yeah. Yeah, I had noticed that, so that's, that's kind of, I thought it was a good opportunity. And plus, um, maybe I might be able to later impress some of my knowledge, um, you know, about the, uh, the the tribes of the area upon him. And maybe he might, uh, it might be an in to uh, somebody on the staff. But once that's all done, I'll go back downstairs and see what my companions are up to. I suppose we're, we're ready for lunch. Aren't we hungry, guys? Like, it's going to be 2 o'clock in the afternoon by now. Oh, well, here it's cooking. It's still going to be a while before a meal occurs. Um, but as you are all uh, sitting there, um, you can hear that the doors to the lodge swing open. And uh, coming through the door is a man uh, who you, you're pretty sure that's, that's Mr. Sutton. Uh, he's of course dressed in in heavy clothes. Um, has uh, a thing of uh, rabbits over his shoulder, and uh, he's followed by two gentlemen. Uh, he rather unceremoniously uh, just sort of trudges in and heads towards the kitchen, while the other two come in. They're laughing and uh, they're carrying on. You know, I I haven't done much hunting in my life, but, uh, you know, they're kind of easy to shoot once you get the the hang of these guns. They've all got rifles. Or shotguns. Shotguns. Yeah, yeah. I'm not much of a shooter, so I don't know. (laughs) I do know (laughs) the difference, but I I keep, I interchange the two words too much. All right. Um, But you can see Sutton looks a lot like... uh, he and his brother look very similar. So you've seen pictures. And we've seen pictures, yeah. Seen pictures, especially when they were younger. Uh, and Sutton comes in, and as Sutton's coming in, Achuk immediately runs uh, to assist him. He hands him the, the, the food, uh, which he immediately puts into the kitchen, uh, helps him sort of take off the winter coat and uh, the, the hunting gear. He hands him his his uh, uh, again shotgun and uh, you can see that there's a cabinet a large wooden cabinet against the wall that they open up Uh, there are five or six uh, shotguns he gets the shotguns from the two gentlemen they go in there Uh, the whole thing is locked up and he's sort of undressing out of this uh, the outside stuff because it's warm inside and uh, you can hear him ask uh, Achak, so who are the uh, who are the new people? I wasn't, uh, nobody was supposed to be here. The, their guests, their car broke down. She's a car broke down. Do you believe that? A car broke down on uh, on a road out here in the middle of nowhere? It's what they said. 
I walk over. I walk over to Mister Sun. As soon as I saw him, I'd have walked towards him. All right. So you're heading towards him, and he immediately looks up at you, and he says, "Well, welcome to uh, Winter Haven. Sorry to hear about your car." Oh uh, yeah. Um, we're on our way. Uh, we took a wrong turn and uh, got stuck in the snow. I'll say. So you went up the wrong road in from Hudson then? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't mind you being here. Yeah, you know, the, not sure uh, how well, uh, how long it's going to be before you get out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not really, not really kind of, it's kind of a weird story. I'm kind of a, uh, could we talk in private, Mr. Sutton, if that's okay? Well, I don't see any reason why, but uh, uh, maybe later. What? Uh, why? What? Uh, what? What? Why do you want to speak uh, private? I I can't discuss it, but let's just say um, I the guys who I came with are, uh, I try to keep it quiet. I'm not really with them. Let's say. Well, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. And and he looks over at Achuk and he goes, they got money? And he's like, he's like yeah, you're free to stay here. I, I don't have any problem with that. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go into my office and take care of some things. Uh, yeah, I see you're right. He's, uh, he's, he's fairly an imposing sort of fellow, no-nonsense sort of guy. Um, and he just walks on past you without saying anything much more uh, and heads towards his office. So <clears throat> Leo kind of motions for Ricky to come back over to the, the rest of the group uh, and asks him, what did you just do? <laughs> and nothing. I just introduced myself as better. Okay. But, you know, we, we are stuck in a strange lodge with one conf possibly confirmed mobster, two possibly other possible mobsters, a missing woman, a possible murderer, and a closet full of shotguns. You, yeah. You, you might have wanted to check with us first before you walked into another situation where we stop your knees, or worse bits from getting hit with. I've dealt with, I've dealt yeah. with worse people. I can handle myself. And plus, to be honest, I, I don't really know you guys, so I can conduct my business however I like. True, but your business is now our business, and your kneecaps are now our kneecaps. Well, you can keep thinking that, but, you know. <clears throat> well, you know, Leo, that's the problem with having to travel with your patients. Sometimes they get a little out of control, and, uh, you know, you have to make sure their meds are up when they're not looking. <laughs> On uh, case-related news, I was talking to Achuk upstairs in the rooms, and he seemed to imply that uh, Sutton doesn't have a woman here with him anyway. Yeah, there seems to have been a distinct uh, lack of any other women being mentioned. He, uh, I don't like the sounds of that. He tried telling me that, uh, that Stuart's a, a good man and takes good care of him and his wife. They're the only staff here, by the way. Um, but 
I got the impression that he wasn't being completely honest. I don't think he really likes his employer that much. I'd say they're more just here for the money, for the job. Can't imagine there's that many of those going around in this area. So whenever Mr. Sutton is done in his office, what's the tack you guys think we should take with him? I mean, Ricky's kind of already put the cat out of the bag, but thank you, by the way, for not throwing us under the, the bus. I, I don't want to throw you guys under the bus. I just, I'm going it my way. I kind of. Fair wait, enough. Wait, what, what did Ricky do? What is, oh. is, see, because my thinking is if only one of us, one of us can afford to give ourselves away as a different thing. Not really being with you guys. So the question is, uh, Ricky, are you going to pursue Marilyn in your conversation with, with Stuart or what, what angle are you going to take with them? Well, we could, well, if we go somewhere a bit more private, I can. Yeah. yeah. No, we could take a seat together in the dining room. Yeah. Just in the corner. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And after Mr. Sutton shoots him, we can examine his body and find out what to, he was really up to, yeah. <laughs> always looking on the bright side of life. Well, if we take this to a corner in the dining room, then. I'll just okay. so assume. Steve and I, you know, sorry for the improv there, Steve, but I figured I was trying to save Ricky and get us the info we needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we are established importers, businessmen, from the New York City area. Yeah, I heard that story. So we've got our story straight. Um, but uh, okay, I guess I could be your uh, accountant then. Fair enough. You look accountantly. <laughs> so uh, every good org needs a bookkeeper, right? Um, right. I'm rubbish at accounting, but. That's okay. When it's all off the books, it doesn't matter anyway. Um, Sorry, right. because I mean, the good news is that it seems like uh, the other guests here are largely not together. Right. Well, except for the two gentlemen, the hunters, we can see what their story is. Right. So, Dr. The, problem, the problem is, gentlemen, we all came in the same car. But right. They don't necessarily turn that. Or we were also well we did unlucky travelers right or we were also unlucky travelers and one set of us you know the three of uh myself steve and and our accountant are obviously here together uh wouldn't be too much of a stretch that we picked up another uh another straggler maybe with a broken down car in hudson who we were kind enough to give a ride because we were going up this way yeah i was i was gonna or, go with a hitchhike angle to be honest in February in Maine. Okay, no, that sounds good. Like my car, I need to get a hitch. My car broke down like quite far back. And... Oh. Your so, car didn't break down, it's my car. Not on about your car, I'm on about a hypothetical second car. <laughs> I see. He really likes the rolls. It's, it's a cover story, Dr. Burke. is a weird thing these guys do sometimes. It's kind of fun though. But the question is, for going after Sutton, Ricky, you've already tried to talk to him alone. 
the question is what, what how, how, how are you going to go, go forward on that? Honestly, I'm a lot. I, I am far too far ahead, but I'm hoping I get a private. I asked for a private uh, sit down with him, so hopefully I'll get it. Right, but uh, to deliver the letter or yeah, I'm gonna discuss that I uh, needed to get here and that I managed to waylay the people I hitched a ride with, so that I ended up here coincidentally. Okay. So you're not going to mention the letter. I am going to mention the letter, but I'm not going to mention that you guys are involved with it. Right, right, right. But okay. If I get, if I, it's on my head if he hurts me, but hoping it won't come to that. Hoping he's not actually a bad guy. Well, and he might be able to give me something. If if Marilyn isn't in evidence here at all. Um, I'm a little concerned with what ah, she's got to be around though. Cause think about it. The sheets, right? No, no, the no. The guy no, bitch said that he'd been buying lots of sheets. Yeah. An unusual amount of sheets. Yeah. But, There's but no it was at chalk. It was at chalk who said she, he was here alone. Right. I would think that the, yeah, but he lied to me. No, he lied to me about, uh, Sutton's character. So he might've been lying about that as well. Well, oh, but you might not be, fully forthcoming if your boss is a jerk, but the, he's your, you know, your boss. Exactly. Unless Sutton pulled the old, here's a room that you can't go into thing and, and told Achak to, you know, you guys get to stay out of my study or my my private room at all times. I'll take care of that. And uh, maybe Marilyn is laid up in there. Yeah, they did. They were pretty quick to stop Dr. Burke from going back in that, uh, that down that hall, didn't they? Yeah. You know, that said, it might be worth considering that she also may not be here at the lodge. If he goes out early every day into the woods hunting stuff, he may have her in another building somewhere out there. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be uh, surprising if they had another smaller building or something. So what if uh, one or two of us conspire to uh, join the hunting party in the morning? See if we can overhear anything, see if anything goes on. That would make sense. Uh, it probably makes sense for you, well, Leo and Carol, you both to do it. Yeah. <coughs> well, Dr. Burke said he was a, a good shooter earlier too, didn't you, Dr. Burke? Mm-hmm. I'm an okay shooter, but I'd rather stay around here. Well, and it, may, it makes some sense to have somebody here just kind of keep an eye on things. Oh, I'll happily keep an eye on things here at the lodge. I'm, I have no interest, in, no interest in hunting or walking around the frozen woods carrying a shotgun. Sounds good. There is um, a bunch. There, everyone's a bit of a character here, though. I'm wondering if you think the uh, the servant there was disgruntled. Whether we shouldn't maybe bring him into our confidence. I'm working on it, but. It, Take a little time. Don't want to rush it. I don't. I don't think it's wise because he might. You don't know. He might just be bluffing. He might be trying to play. That's a good one too. Anyway, I'm working on trying to befriend the gentleman. Anyway, I'm. Who knows? I, you know, maybe uh, tonight, cocktail hour, the drinks get flowing. Perhaps his uh, lips will loosen up a bit. 
I did notice something odd, though. Um, you know the guy who was reading the book in, by himself? Mm-hmm. Seemed to be, uh, seemed to see some, like, German words. He seemed to be reading, and obviously he seemed a bit timid and out of it and a little bit out of line by himself. Well, I mean, people do read German, you know. Rick. Yeah, I know, but he's he kind of trying to keep it to himself from what I get. Trying to rush me along. What do you say he was reading? Like <laughs> just some Pope book. He didn't specify. I didn't come really get a good look. Maybe he saw you hitting on the mobster's daughter earlier and just decided it'd be a good idea not to associate with you. <laughs> Wasn't hitting on her, man. I have a I have a fiance in prison and I hit on this young girl. Well, you don't need to convince me of that. Uh, it sounds like you're trying <laughs> to convince yourself. Yeah, pro- uh, I'm, I'm a bit of, I'm probably the odd one out to all of them, to be honest. I'm not the one who breaks people's legs for talking to my daughter. Um, I've dealt with, I don't, I don't, he doesn't scare me, honestly. Yeah, I, I, well, he scares me. Yeah, I mentioned to, I direct this to Leo, but for the group, uh, is there any chance that uh, Mr. Strollo is really Tony Morello? There's definitely a possibility. I know that you were talking to me about what you read in the paper the other day. You think it's him? Well, I don't know. Newspaper photo versus the real thing. But uh, the timing seems to make sense if he just got here a couple days ago and might be staying a while out of sight. Why? Why do you want to irk him? Oh no, no! But somebody involved in a mob shooting in New York a few, di- you know, a week ago. Because um, if you want to irk him, I hand I hand you one of my cards that has my name on it, and underneath it, it says Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> yeah, no action no. unit. Let's not. Uh, no, not a good idea. Get uh, get him riled. Yeah, it, it's law enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> not the approach we can. A large feline. <laughs> the case gets stranger and stranger. Bring her around so we can see her or him. Um. So. Come here, butthead. Okay. <laughs> There you go. Wait, where did that cat come from? What? Yeah. Just, just she likes, go with it. She likes to attack the camera from the backside of the computer. Uh, so we've, we've got the, what did you say his name was again, uh, Steve? Tony Morello. Morello. So we have a, Mr. Strello, maybe Mr. Morello. Um, you know, we still don't know what the deal is with the other two gentlemen. Um, does anyone see them still around? Yeah, they're, uh, they're helping themselves to alcohol. Um, what do they look like? Um, they're both about the same height. Um, maybe once again in their late thirties. Um, now that they have taken off their coats, uh, they've got fairly decent suits, um, though not not of that same sort of gangster esque looking thing. And uh, you can hear them chatting to one another uh, about, uh, you know, finally getting away from their wives for a while and never knew hunting would be so much fun. 
everything just seems very normal with what they're hmm. I'll uh wander over and engage. Hey guys, gentlemen, my name is Steve Carroll. Hello. Uh I'm uh uh no my writing. Jack uh Pierce, Jack Pierce and Carlos Montoya. Well, pleasure to meet you fellas. Uh, good hunting this morning, it looks like. Yeah, we caught, killed a whole bunch of rabbits. We're hoping to get something bigger. Did you guys use dogs or just uh, tromping no, the woods? Just tromping around. Mm-hmm. First time hunting? Uh, yeah, really it is. Nice. Uh, we're both from the Boston area. Boston. We're from New York. Uh, I've been in New York quite a few times, back up there on business here and there. Yeah. What's your business in Boston? Well, my real business in Boston is lumber. I've got a, a place uh, in Shrewsbury. It's not really Boston. It's outside of Boston, but it's a, it's a lumber mill and a, a place where they, we supply lumber. Nice. How'd you hear about this lodge? Oh, it was recommended by uh, an old friend who said that uh, he'd been up here years ago and thought that it was uh, very secluded and very, uh, very remote. But we, we both occasionally come up here to Maine. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Oh, absolutely. This is fantastic. You know, I heard somewhere that there's more coastline in Maine than there is in any other state in the United States. Sounds like a Mainer story. So, uh, you guys going to be going out hunting again tomorrow? Yeah, probably. Mind if, if uh, you have a couple, couple join you? Yeah, let's see. Why not? We get a nice line going. We might be able to roost out some more. Could be fun. Maybe we'll get a deer or something like that. Could be. <clears throat> so anyways, they start chatting with you and it's just yeah. chatting. Um, all right. So you pass, you pass some time doing this. Then finally, uh, uh, Hear it uh, and Achuk start uh, putting stuff out on the table and telling everybody that you know lunch is is ready. Finally, um, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. After trudging through the snow and, and all of that and drinking some alcohol, uh, you guys are pretty much famished at this point. Uh, uh, Achuk is, you know, I'm, I'm a, I apologize. I mean, we follow a sort of rigid schedule, but uh, uh, you you won't have any time between meals now. We'll, uh, we'll keep you well fed. Um, the food is is a lot of meat and uh, uh, no, no real fresh vegetables, potatoes, and uh, things like the carrots, uh, root vegetables, um, squash maybe for part of it and uh, baked goods at the end of pie. Uh, it's all delicious. I will uh, compliment Curate then on the uh, on the fair. I should say Sutton. Uh, eventually, 
he, you guys start first and Sutton comes in after a while and uh, comes over and says, oh, I'm uh, late for uh, lunch. Sorry about that. And he's got, he sits at the, the head of the table. And he says, well, I'm, I don't know what we're going to be able to do about your car. He says, uh, hopefully the uh, weather will break and uh, we'll, get, uh, we'll get some reduction in the snow and uh, we can get you back down to Hudson and on your way. But for now, you're kind of stuck here. I hope that's okay. Well, that, it, this seems like a most agreeable lodge there, Mr. Sutton. I wonder if you could handle a couple of extra guys going out hunting with you tomorrow. Miles, you why not? You're uh, you're paying for your lodgings. Uh, that's that's all part of the package. Great. Uh, we caught that venison there uh, two days ago. Actually, I, you know I don't know anything about venison. I think that you catch venison and then you hang it from a tree for a month. And then I, I don't know how well, it works, but you know. Yeah, he he fresh does. venison. Fresh venison. Yeah. Not as good as when you let it rot for a month first. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Properly seasoned. Because we get lots of food here. We get uh, we get right now. We got some rabbits in season uh, because of the the window it makes them kind of easy to uh, spot. Uh, we occasionally get uh, you know deer. Well, we get deer quite a, quite often. Uh, ever tried bear meat? It's uh, it's actually not bad at all. As long as they're young enough. This is probably the most dangerous thing, though, out there. Actually, the bears are pretty dangerous, you know, this time of year because they're hungry. They're not hibernating, they're hungry. And uh, you look just to, that's why we all go out armed. Everybody got, got to be armed when we go out. I, Any uh, incidents with the bears? No, not really. There's that, that old fella up there. He got a little too close one time, and I, I dropped him. Was a real monster trying to pull him in and get him all fixed up. So the the lodge is beautiful, though. Is it a is it a family business? It's been in the family for about twenty years. Oh wow! So it's just yourself running it. Well, it was my uh, my uh, father uh, uh, when uh, well he actually used to come up here. He didn't own it at the time. Uh, there was there was an incident when I was a child when my father was uh, killed, but uh, we came up here every uh, winter up until then, and uh, I don't know the place sort of grew on me and it's got a lot of old memories, but uh, yeah. Uh, so it's just it's just you, know, your father here. Well, I know he's no longer with us, but it's. Uh, it's just me. It's just me. Oh, it must have been uh, hard as an only child. It's the only only place that we can. Uh, well, I have. I have. There's there's things. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I really indisposed to, to talk about my family right now. Uh, there's a lot oh. of tra- a lot of tragedy in my family. You know, it's hard living up in this area. But uh, totally understand. But you know, we we have to lodge it out, otherwise we couldn't afford to keep it up here. Well, it's a gorgeous place. Well, thank you. So yeah, we can all go hunting in the morning if we'll get lucky. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, as dinner concludes, uh, uh, cigars and brandy uh, for everyone, if they are so, if they are so inclined. We're inclined. We're inclined. Yeah, we're inclined. <laughs> Absolutely. Lots of inclination. <laughs> so conversations sort of go and Sutton eventually dismisses himself and uh, do we notice if he eats at all oh yeah he eats he eats rather heartily he sticks to mostly meat and potatoes He's does it take any does it take any extra with him or no, no. um he uh, he uh, heads on back down the hallway towards his office, and uh, you get the impression that his apartments or whatever down there as well. So, uh, our is our group kind of gathered together a little bit after dinner. Well, is it and all the other guests? I assume yeah, you're there with the other guests. Uh, I would say, unless you're going to do something earlier, around nine o'clock, um, Strollo. Uh, he and his daughter dismiss themselves because he's going to go to bed. They have two rooms, one next to each other. And uh, they're gone for 30 minutes or so. And after 30 minutes, um, you, you don't hear it, but you see uh, Rose sneak out of her room. And uh, she's still dressed. And she very quietly tips toes past his room and heads for the stairs and comes back down to continue. With the we go, Ricky. Now's your chance. <laughs> hey, hey. I keep my hands to myself. Well, hey, out of sight, out of mind, you know how it goes. She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> She is extremely flirtatious, and she flirts with all of you, even even with those of you who are older. She is overly friendly, and Daddy Daddy keeps me under lock and key because you know he's afraid that I'm going to run off with some boy. But yeah, I can see why. Yeah, yeah, definitely see why. A girl just wants to have some fun, you know. I mean. No, I can't see why. But boys like to have fun too, but there are ways of going about such things. Everybody makes such a big deal. I mean, what is that to do? Have have some drinks, have some dancing. That's what we should do. We should do some dancing. And uh, one of the uh, one of the gentlemen, uh, we'll say Jack Pierce, uh, he goes over to the piano and he starts to play nineteen uh, twenties. You know, pleasant music, and and our little Rose, you know, does this sort of sexy, exotic sort of dancing around. She's obviously getting a little drunk. What do you guys want to do? So, Ricky, even though that this is probably a terrible idea, why don't you yeah. and uh, get her talking about? Uh, about daddy and what he does for work. <sighs> okay. I'll take one for the team. 
It's fine. Just try not to take two to the back of the head for the team. Yeah, it was fun. All right. After Ricky kind of walks off, I'll, I'll go up to Leo and say, uh, is there an angle for why you're interested so much in her dad? I mean, like, does it really, do you think it has anything to do with the, with Marilyn? No, I don't. But if Steve's instincts are correct, then I'm still here to have this conversation. So they're probably correct. Um, it would be really a good idea to know this is the individual we think because that's someone who's going to be confirmed to be not stable, especially if he's that protective about daddy's little girl. If things continue to get weird or weirder, I'm not sure how that could possibly happen. Um, it's going to be one of the first people we want to keep away from that shotgun cabinet. So we can just get a confirmation Hopefully, Ricky, please try to be subtle. Oh, I think I get it. So right. if he comes down in the morning or whatever and shoots Ricky, then we know he's a bad guy. And, uh, <laughs> try to avoid, try to avoid, avoid the shooting bit. By the way, when I, when I walked off to Rose, I did do a little dance off to her. So I kind of danced towards him. So it's not going to end well. But that's the angle, right? Finding out if this is the individual we think they are, just so that we can at least confirm that one of these people is truly dangerous. I mean, I, I, I know this isn't really my uh, my game, not my specialty, but yeah, I've read some some novels, some books and stuff, and maybe it'd be a good idea for one of us to uh, try to snoop around a bit, see uh, if we can hear anything untoward going on in the uh, private apartments area. Somebody else can work up distraction for... Uh, I assume Achak and Hurit are still around, or have they gone to bed, Tom? Uh, they're still around as long as people are active. Yeah, you know, right? Yeah. So some of us can. Fantastic idea, Professor Stan. Achak mostly. Maybe if Ricky, as Ricky's conversing with Rose, he can convince her to keep dancing and perhaps uh, yeah. grab the attention of the rest of the. Uh... Let's like say before I dance, I'd say, if you need me to, I can cause a distraction. Before I done stuff. People yeah, I mean, pretty Rick, distracted at this point. Rick, all Ricky can handle Rose and, and the other guests. I'll see if I can't get Achuk out of the equation. I pick up a bottle of brandy. Okay. Um, Achuk right. is over I'll, by the uh, the main desk is the where where he was in the beginning. Uh, I'll grab a couple of glasses. I'm sorry. I said, sure, it is probably in the kitchen. Okay, I'll grab a couple of glasses, and I'll say and, uh, and, uh, that that'll just leave, you know, the wife in the kitchen. Right, which is at the opposite side of the that wing. Is is are there is that from the main octagonal hall? Is the the wing where Sutton went? Is that closed off? Are there doors, or is it just an open hallway going down? It's just an open hallway, but because that's where Burke was wa wa warned off earlier, right? Right. And, so, and just just to clarify, he was warned off that that's just private room. There's no reason to go down there. Right. So 
there's also not really any place in the room that you can't see every other place in the room. It's a big octagon. Right. So. Uh, but I would like to position myself to look down that hallway and like get a count of doorway doors. Okay. It just ends, right? It's not like it seems to go off in another direction. Correct. It's just a straight hallway. And from what you can see, um, uh, there is a room on the left hand side. I'm sorry. There's one room on the right hand side. There's a double door down at the very end. And there is a, uh, a room on the right hand side. There's two rooms on the right-hand side. Two on the right, one on the left, double door at the end. Yeah. So maybe Steve and I can, as everyone's been distracted, maybe Steve and I can work our way down the uh, hallway, see what we see. And, and Dr. Burke, did you, you spoke to hear it earlier, right? Dr. Burke. Did you read my note, Don? Oh, I'm sorry. So, Dr. Burke, did you did you speak to hear it earlier? Okay. Dr. Burke isn't there. Okay, Dr. Burke is. is oh. Dr. Burke disappeared. Oh, great. I guess right. one of you guys will have to distract Hurit then while the other one sneaks around. Well, Hurit's in the kitchen, yeah? Yes, she's in the, in the kitchen. Um, and uh, Achuk is... Uh, he, uh, Dr. Uh, Stamp, he Professor Stamp, he tells you that, uh, well, he's really not supposed to drink. Um that there's a lot of people in his family that have a problem with drinking. Oh, no, I understand. I would want to make you uncomfortable. You don't mind if I drink, do you? Oh, no, no, please, please enjoy yourself. Um, so what are you a professor of? Everybody's calling you professor. Uh, anthropology, cultural anthropology. Oh. I specialize in the uh, tribal peoples of the East Coast, in fact. Oh, that's very interesting. So yeah. a lot. I, I also know quite a bit. I imagine you would. Says, uh, what, uh, what tribe is, is your family from? The Penobscot tribe. Penobscot's okay. Right. Have some fascinating uh, folklore. Not a very interesting mythology. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All kinds of, uh, um, you know, creation myths and uh, and uh, strange things in the woods. What do you make of it all? Do you believe in, in that stuff or do you think it's just... Uh... Well, my grandfather does for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and these are our ways. So I, I think I do, but I don't know. Everything has a spirit in it. A Manitou, right? A Manitou, yes. 
But you know my name, Achak, means spirit in uh, the Algonquin language. Oh, okay. Right. And my wife, Hurit, that means beautiful, which is what she is. That's a very appropriate name. I'll drink to that. You sure you want just a, a tipple? Uh, maybe a little. Yeah, sure. Pour him a little bit. Um, Dr. Burke. Yes. Uh, you are upstairs, and as you are approaching uh, Mr. Uh, Strollo's room, you can hear him heavily snoring inside. What are you going to do? Knock. Knock slightly. See if I can raise him. Okay. Mr. Uh, Strollo? You hear, you hear, uh, uh, is somebody there? Yes, it's Dr. Burke. Uh, I have a private matter that you should hear about. May I come in? Hold on. Um, do a listen roll. Yes. Okay. Some odd noise. You hear uh, a, a thump and then sort of a, a scraping sound. And you think that you can feel very slightly a vibration under your feet. It's all, the whole place is wood, by the way. Mm. And you hear uh, two latches click, click, like this. And then you hear uh, somebody, it sounds like maybe he's now standing up, and he starts to walk towards the door. And uh, he opens the door about that much, keeping most of himself hidden behind the door. Um, you get the distinct impression that he's got something in his right hand. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I'm just concerned about your daughter. She's downstairs drinking quite a lot. I thought, father to father, I should let you know. What? I'll be down in a minute. He closes the door, and you hear scuffling and moving around. And, uh, I'm heading to my room and watch to see when he comes out. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> right. No, I want him out of there. As soon as he's out, I'm going to try and sneak in. He's going to be busy downstairs. Uh, am I going to get into a fight? Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Um, So what happens is this. Uh, you go back into your room and you're, you're peeking out. Um, after five minutes or so, obviously enough time for him to put something on. Um, he steps out of his room and uh, he just goes straight forward to the railing and looks down and he says, Rose, get your ass up here. And she like freezes and she... She looks at you, uh, Ricky, and she says, she's like, always, always, we just, you know, I can't have any fun. Now we're up here in this lousy place just because of 
what happened in New York. Get your ass up here. And she's like, oh, fuck this. And Don't have to listen to him, you know? As she heads towards the stairs, uh, he looks down at you and he says, we'll deal with you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Come on, Ricky, grab her arm and kiss her. So while that's going on, uh, Dr. Burke, what are you going to do? Now, I'm going to have to make you do a stealth roll just to get to his door. Oh, I'm not going to do that if he's just standing on the balcony. I thought he, w- I thought he would go downstairs and create a scene. Um, are there would- washrooms? Are there washrooms in the rooms, or are there? No. There Were they are like down the hall? There are wash basins in the room, and there is a separate. Uh, there are two separate restrooms. They're probably more outhouse than they are anything else because if the, there's no. Outside of the house. There's no route running from you. Well, they're attached to the house, so you don't have to go outside. Okay, I'm going to walk past, like, heading down there and say, sorry sorry to disturb you, sir. I just thought you should know mm-hmm. as I walk past. You have, a, you have a good evening. He sort of grunts at you. Um, I, I would have actually kind of, like, gentlemanly, like, pulled her back in for a final dance almost. You want to die, don't you? <laughs> I I hand Mr. No, Pro I'm... my forty-five. <laughs> See, no. so thoughts. All right, let's, no. get let's get back on the story and not plug the lawyer. Plug the lawyer. <laughs> she uh, she's she's just on her way upstairs, looking looking sulking. Um, he. Sorry, I thought I might be able to create a scene to get in. He's like, get in there. And he uh, he puts her in her room, and uh, I tried to keep it down there. He sort of looks looks around to see if there's some way he can lock that door, but there's not really any way to do that. So he goes back into his room, but he sort of slams the door as he goes. And you have a funny feeling that in 15 minutes he's going to check. He hasn't done it again. What the. Well, you, oh, I, I'm I just let out a what the fuck in the middle of the I kind of like, what the Ricky, ah. I'm beginning to not be able to tell if you're incredibly brilliant an idiot or incredibly brave uh, or, a com- or a combination thereof maybe I'm just a bit of everything that's why we'll, we'll go with that um I would like Leo and Steve to both do spot hidden rolls. Uh, and that would be a normal success. Leo? That would be a hard success. So you guys are sitting there and Leo, you see this first and you, you nudge Steve. But you see Curit go past the window just outside and that's where we're going to leave it. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Awesome.
Oh, fuck. I'm dead. <laughs> All right. Our players included uh, John Lundman, Ian Christensen, John Hicks, Michael Rodriguez, and Josh Harwood, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find the link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and all of the role playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game.